All right, so we'll say good morning, an incredible daf ahead of us today. Let us begin by thanking our sponsors, our Tamutor sponsors for the month of Adar, Paul and Kathy Pollock, in memory of Paul's grandparents, Dina Bas Pesach and Zechariah Ben Zechariah, whose yard sites are in the month of Adar. Our week of learning sponsors, Karen Akiva Noach Andrews, for the yard site of Karen's mother, Marsha Bas David Vechano. We thank our Dafyomi sponsor today, Mel Ram. Le'iloi Nishmas, his grandmother Esther Basyakov, whose yard site is today. We hope in the merit of our Talmud Torah. Then Hashemus will have an aliyah and the families in Nechama. Well, so with that, let us begin. A lot of incredible Gemara to do today. Well, first of all, just a lot of Gemara to do today. And then Amir Tzashem, also a lot of incredible Gemara. So we're picking up today's staff is Peites. 89. We are picking up in Mir Sashem on Peichesimad Beis. A lot to do. So we'll say, so we are picking up, we are picking up, um, Pam Achas, it's in the wide lines on Peiches, some of days, two, four, five lines in. So as I remember again, we ended off the discussion yesterday with this concept, ultimately again, of the distinction between the Melech and Malka and regular people. When it comes to shechting two animals for the purpose of carbon Pesach, Rabbi Gamliel was running, Rabbi Gamliel said for the Melech and Malka, it works. For regular people, it doesn't work. As we discussed yesterday, another story. Pam Achas, Nim says, Hal one time, they found a lizard in the, in the butcher area, the butchering area, the kitchen of the king and the queen. So what happens? And the servants figure, listen, if there's a lizard, which is a sharetz over there, if they thought there was a dead sharetz, it must be that the entire suuda is tame. So they came and they asked the king, what should we do? So the king said, go and ask the, go and ask the queen. So they came and they asked the queen, what should we do? Go and ask Rabbi Gamliel what we should do. So we'll say, watch this. Also, so they came and they asked Rabbi Gamliel, So listen to this, Rabbi Gamliel said, tell me, when you found the lizard, did you find the lizard, like the pastos, they found the lizard, like in, like buy a pot of food, in a pot of food. So did you find the lizard in a, in a pot of hot food or in a pot of cold food? So Amr they said, oh, we found it in a pot of hot food. Go and pour some cold water over the lizard. So they went ahead and they poured some cold water over the lizard. And the lizard moved, so the lizard wasn't dead. The lizard was alive. It just, I guess, fell into a sleep because of the uh, because of the hot because of the heat, right? So therefore, they woke it up. Now, Boston, obviously, remember a sheretz only conveys tumah when if it's dead, right? If the sheretz is not dead, then by definition, it does not convey tumah. So it turns out that v'tirav begalmiel kolas udekula, and begalmiel was able to be matir, was able to go ahead and declare tar the entire suda nimsa melech toli b'malko. The name says Malka Tulibragamliel. So we'll say it turns out, it's actually an interesting Gemara. The king is dependent on the queen, right? Because remember again, the king would never make a decision on his own, but rather again, the king would say consult with the queen. The Malka would consult, right? Was dependent on Megamliel. Name says Kala Suda Tulibragamliel. Turns out that the entire Suda was dependent on Rabban Gamliel. Beautiful. So we'll say so again. There's a lot to say in that in that Gemara as well. But uh, we'll have to save it for a different time. Shachach ma'ashom l'rabos. So let's remember again, the next case in the Mishnah was as follows. The next case in the Mishnah was where the master told the servant a particular animal, right? He wanted a, he wanted a goat, not a lamb. So what happened? We'll say in this case, in this case, both the servant and the master forgot which animal. 
they, they just forgot. So remember again, what did the Mishnah say? So the Gemara says, So in this case, I will say, in this case, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is the servant forgot what the master told him. That's what happens over here. So the Mishnah gives an interesting strategy. The Mishnah says, the servant should shecht both, and he should go ahead and say, listen, if my master wanted a goat, the goat will be his, the lamb will be mine, and so on and so forth. So the Gemara says, how could that happen? Shali, We'll say, this is an Evid Kanani. An Evid Kanani has no power of ownership. If he has no power of ownership, how could he say one will be mine and one will be my master's? So again, the Gemara gives an interesting itza. The Gemara says he goes to a he goes to a to a shepherd who his master has a good relationship with. The Evid explains the situation to the master. And I'll say, remember again, there is a concept of conveying ownership to an Evet on the condition that the master has no rights in the object. You can convey ownership to an Evet in such a circumstance like that. Good. Shachach Rabo Masha say what happens next case in the Mishnah? What happens in this case where the master forgot what he told what he told the the servant so in this case over here assuming that once again the Ebed, so now the Evid forgot both the Evid the Evid didn't remember the master didn't remember so in this case the Mishnah said interestingly enough everybody's Yotze carbon Pesach but neither carbon can be consumed neither carbon can be consumed so the Gemara says this is only true if the master forgot what he had told the servant after Zrika. Because I will say, as long as at the time of Zrika, the master did remember, that means the master was part or had a proper carbon Pesach. If he subsequently forgot, okay, so he can't consume because he doesn't know which carbon is his. But as long as at the Shas Zrika, he knew which carbon, which animal he wanted, were good to go. The I'm sorry. But if the master had forgotten which animal was his or which animal he wanted prior to Zrika, so therefore at the time of Zrika, the master was not tethered to any particular animal. So therefore, what? Therefore, carbon is not, was never really fit for consumption. And therefore, in that case, therefore, the master and the Evid would be hired to participate in, 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 in Pesach Sheni. So I will say, a very, so Abaye's distinction is a very interesting one. When do we say that if the master forgot which type of animal, that although he can't eat his carbon Pesach, he's Yotze carbon Pesach, and doesn't have to do Pesach Sheni. So interestingly enough, that's only when he forgot after Zrika. So Bishas Zrika, he was part of a carbon, part of a proper carbon, and ultimately again Yotze, but if he forgot before Zrika, then it turns out he was not part of a carbon. And if he was not part of a carbon, then Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa, he would need to go ahead and do Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, Iki Demasni, there's another version of this as well. Um, some, some really attach the statement of Abai to the following Braisa. Interesting case. Let's have five carbon Pesachs, right? Five, five carbon Pesachs. So remember again, when we saw this, I don't remember, maybe it was towards the end of the third or the fourth parak, that remember again, what would they do with their Karim Pesach? You would shecht it by the base of Mikdash, and then remember what they would do is they would, they would give, offer up the sacrificial parts, and then they would take the meat 
and put it in the hide, right? And, and kind of throw it over their shoulder. Kitayo, the Gemara said. That was, it was, it was, the, it was, the, it was the last Gemara in one of the, one of the previous Prakim. Like a, like a merchant. Like a merchant. So we'll say, so now watch. Because remember, the hide, you got to keep from Karim Pesach. So we'll say, so let's say the following case. You have five, five Karbanos, five Karim Pesachs. So what happens? The name says Yabelas Be'echad Mehen. And you find Yabelas is literally a wart. Now, for our purposes, Yabelas is a mum which would disqualify. So we'll say, so now what ends up happening over here is you already offered up the carbon Pesach, you, and maybe you even consumed it already. And then afterwards you go ahead and you find a wart on one of the hides, which means one of the five carbonos was, did not work. Right, was, was invalid, was puzzled. So what's the halacha? So the Gemara says, Kulon, again, this is a case, just to be clear, this is a case where Zrika was already done, but maybe the, consum- the consumption didn't, not maybe, the consumption did not yet happen. The consumption did not yet happen. So the Gemara says, what's the halacha? Kulon yotzlan beisasreifa. So you have to burn all of, the, all of the animals, right? You have to burn all of the carcasses because nothing's fit for consumption because one of them is puzzle. You don't know which one is puzzle. However, however, none of the people involved have to do Pesach Shein. Well, it's an interesting case where effectively what we're saying is you're Yotzei Pesach Rishon, but you can't eat the carbon, but because you're Yotzei, therefore you don't have to do Pesach Shein. So we'll say, according to this version, now Abayi made a statement, This is only true if the carbonos got mixed up together after Zrika. Because this was at the time of Zrika, everything was fit for consumption. However, if the carbonos got mixed up before Zrika, Chayovin Lasos Pesach Sheni. Halachalamais, you're Chayiv to go ahead and do Pesach Sheni. So, both say, so now we have this, so therefore, we, there's, two, there's two versions as to where we apply or to what case we apply a bias statement. So version one is Abai is going on the Mishnah. And Abai says, when do we say that if the owner forgot what type of animal he wanted, he's Yodse Pesach Rishon, doesn't have to do Pesach Sheni. That's only if he remembered before Zrika, forgot after Zrika. Version two is Abai's statement is going on a case of five carbonos that got mixed together. On the height of one of them, you find the wart. So one of them is disqualified. So Abaye says, as long as they weren't mixed before Zrika, everybody's Yotze. If I'm sorry, if they were mixed before Zrika, then everybody has to do Pesach Sheni. If they only became mixed after Zrika, then everyone is Yotze. So says the Gemara, man So the opinion who, who, who attaches Abaye's statement to the Mishnah would certainly agree with, with attaching it to the Braisa. Man but the one who attaches it to the Braisa, no, wouldn't necessarily agree with attaching it to the Mishnah. Why? Because we all say, since again, we're dealing with, in, in, in the Mishnah's case, you're dealing ultimately again with everything that is kosher. Should something be, should, should, really what's happening in the Mishnah's case, I will say, is was just a lack of clarity. It's just lack of clarity. In other words, Everything is fit. There's nothing that's puzzled there. Everything is technically fit. There's just a lack of clarity which one the owner had in mind for versus the Ward case. In that situation, again, there's something that is literally puzzled. All right, so the Gemara says as follows. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Kami Fine. So the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says, so the Gemara wants to go back and talk about this case of the wart 
on one of the five. So Omar remember a case the, the case we just mentioned. You have five five individuals, each of them had a carbon pesach. So let's 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 keep it easy. After, sometime after Zrika, all of the hides get mixed up. The carbonas get mixed up together and you discover a wart on one of the hides. But you don't know, of course, which carbon so that carbon was invalid. You don't know which carbon was invalid. To which the Gemara says, but it's okay, all of them are Yotze, and they don't have to do Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, Amr Mara, Petromilas Pesach Sheni, why? Vayik Echad Lo Nafik. Right? We'll say, remember, how can you say none of them have to do Pesach Sheni? We'll say, if there's one thing you know in that case, it's what? It's what? Definitively, one person was not Yotze Karban Pesach. That, that, that's for sure. Somebody brought an invalid animal. The Gemara says, Mishum Delo Afshar, because the truth is, Rabbi say, there's no other Eitzah. There's another Eitzah. There's nothing to do. As we're going to see in just a moment, there's no other Eitzah but to say they're all Yotze Pesach Rishon. The Gemara says, Hey, Chilavah, so what should we do? Lacey, call Chad Vechad Pesach. See, if you want to say we should have every single person bring a Pesach Sheni, you can't do that. Kamaisi, Chudun Lazara, Darbar Minai, Avdilahu. So we'll say, this is fascinating. So maybe you'll say, let's just earn the side of caution. Just have everyone bring a, bring a Pesach Sheni. We'll say, here's the problem with that Eitzah. Bringing a Pesach Sheni ultimately again, if, we'll say, if you're not Chayev in Pesach Sheni and you bring a Pesach Sheni, that is bringing Chulin to the Azara. That is bringing unconsecrated animals, unconsecrated offerings to the, to the base of Mikdash, which is Asr. Okay, so Lacey Kulu Chad Pesach. So we'll say, maybe you'll say, well, I have a better idea. Let all five guys bring one cup of Pesach together. Right? Why don't you say that? Just let them all be one Chabura. Can't do that either. Why? The Gemara says, Nimsa Pesach Nachal Shalom Lomnuyav. Because we'll say at least one person in that Chabura, well, one person in that Chabura is not Chayv and Pesach Sheni. In which case, again, Halacha there's a Chabura that's not fully fit. So the Gemara says, Haimai, Nesi Kocham Ninao Pescho Venesni Venema, Ididi Bamum Hai Da Isi Hashanavi Pesach, Vididi Tam. Okay, I have a simple Eitzah. What's the simple Eitzah? Bring Pesach Sheni with a Tanai. What's the Tanai? If I'm Chayv Pesach Sheni, the animal should be a Pesach Sheni. And if I'm not Chayv Pesach Sheni, then what? It'll be a Shlamim. Because we'll remember again, Pesach during the rest of the year is a Shlamim. Or, or to say a little bit differently, Karban Pesach essentially is in the Shlamim family. So why don't you just have everybody bring Pesach Sheni with a Tanai? The Yimar says, Lo'ev Shei, you can't do it. Why? Tap of Peites. Mishum de'ika chazei v'shok de'kohanim. Hudach. The Yimar says, here's the difference. Yimar says, the difference is, remember, on a Shlomim, there's chazei v'shok. There is, there is the chest and the thigh. That's given to the Kohanim. The problem is that by Pesach Sheni, that portion is part of Pesach, that, that part, that portion is part of the Karab Pesach. Look at Rashi. Mishum de'ika chazei v'shok. The Shlomim Shitzarach lit on the coin. The Asher Lo says to Kol Chad V'Chad Shema Hai Have Pesach. The Nimsa Machil the coin Shlom Nimnalav. Shabbos say here's the problem. The problem is you can't go ahead and what are you going to do with the Chazei V'Shok? Because at the end of the day, the Chazei V'Shok is part of the Karban Pesach. You can't just stamp give that to a coin because he's not part of the Chabura. To which the Gemara says, Okay, Venesi Kol Chad V'Chad Coin Bahadei. So no problem. Let every single guy, every single Chabura, make sure to include a coin. In their chabura, that way the coin will get the chazei v'shok. The Gemara says, "One second, hi coin hechi dummy." Well, who's the coin? Ida avid pesach dilma hi pesachu v'nimsa pesach nachal shalom nuyev. If the coin in question, if the coin in question did pesach rishon, then what? Then ultimately, again, there's a pesach sheni being consumed by someone who's not really fit to be part of the chabura.
And if you're going to look for a coin who didn't do Pesach Rishon, maybe that particular carbon is the carbon Shlomim. It's not Pesach. And therefore, it turns out this coin will never do Pesach. To which the Gemara says, Chamisha Chad Kohen, the law of it Pesach, Venimni Iluya Hani Chamisha Psachim. So why don't you go ahead, Rabbi? Let them all select one Kohen, one Kohen, same Kohen. And that Kohen ultimately is someone who we know for sure didn't do Pesach Rishon. And let him be part of all five Chaburos, which is an interesting, an interesting suggestion, the Gemara says. And therefore, again, we know for sure that out of the five, Rabbi, I know for sure that out of the five, one of those, and let them all bring it with it tonight. If I'm chayven Pesach Sheni, it's a Pesach. If I'm not chayven Pesach Sheni, it's a Shlamim. So let them all bring it with it tonight. In this way, when the coin partakes of it, Halach Lamaisi is for sure eating carbon Pesach. Demar of Shach, Ika Chadala of it Pesach. Vikanaf Kibe, one of them for sure is not a carbon Pesach. And let the coin be Yose with that. Alamishum, the Kamemait, Bachilas, Shlamim. We'll say you can't, I'll tell you why. Well, so there is a concept that you are not supposed to do something which decreases the window of the window of sacrificial consumption. So the problem is, if you go ahead and you bring a shlomim as a pesach, you have diminished the window of consumption. Why? The Imam says they ilu pesach liyom valayla, ilu shlomim l'shnei yomim valaylech. I will say, karam pesach could only be eaten for one day and one night. I will say again, even that is a little bit misleading. Karam pesach really can only be eaten for how long? For how long? It's really one night. You see, it's machlok, it's until morning. But Lamai, so call it one day, one night, versus Shlamim, which could be consumed two days in one night. So I will say, you, so what the Gemara is suggesting is you can't bring a carbon, suffix Shlamim, suffix Pesach, because by doing so, you'd obviously have to adhere to the more Hummer standard of consumption. And if it's potentially a Shlamim, you are diminishing the window of consumption. I Vinaisi Vinaisi Mosra Pesach. So both said this is very interesting. So maybe the eights is bring a Mosra Pesach. Now both said just to understand the classic case of Mosra Mosra Pesach means a leftover Pesach. So the classic case of that is I separate an animal. I separate a sheep to be my carbon Pesach. So what happens? We both say you know one of the distinctions between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros is that Pesach Mitzrayim you are obligated to tie the to tie the to tie the sheep to your bedpost. Right? So that halacha does not apply by Pesach Doro. So what happened? I designated a sheep, right? And the sheep, I, I, I lose the sheep. I lose the sheep. So what happens? I end up going ahead and getting, all right, get, purchasing another animal. And then ultimately, again, after I offer up, you know, my second, the second animal, I find the first. That's called Mosra Pesach. We'll discuss exactly what the status of Sigmar says. Why don't you use that animal? Why don't you use your Mosra Pesach animal? Ultimately, again, as the animal on Pesach Sheni to satisfy this case of doubt, to which the Gemara says, Venema, let the person say, Because so we'll remember, again, we're assuming that a Mosra Pesach has the same status as a carbon Pesach. So therefore, I don't run into the problem of offering up an animal as Suffolk Shlomim, Suffolk Pesach, and thereby diminishing the window of consumption. So just bring your, just bring your Moser Pesach and make it tonight. If my animal was the one with the wart, was the one with the womb, so let this animal be my Pesach. And if ultimately, again, mine was the one without the mum, then let this animal that I'm bringing be a shlamim. Because we'll say, interestingly enough, Mosra Pesach can be brought as a shlamim, 
but because it was originally designated as Pesach, its window of consumption is that of a carbon Pesach. So therefore, I don't have, so therefore, so I, I can satisfy both criteria. I can offer up this animal as a suffix shlamim, but at the same time, it's not considered as if I'm diminishing the window of consumption because to begin with, the Moser Pesach can only be consumed like a Pesach for one day and one night. One second. So Bosei said, Gemara says, I don't understand. Remember, Bosei, Mosar Pesach is a very specific case. What's the case of Mosar Pesach? So Bosei, you can't just like designate an animal as a Mosar Pesach, right? In other words, Mosar Pesach only works if the Metzias that I just described to you actually happen. I designated an animal as Karban Pesach, then the animal was lost, I replaced it with another, offered up the replacement, and then found the original one. But that only works if Mamish that happened. The Imam makes it sound like, just go and get a Moser Pesach. Don't just go and get a Moser Pesach. To which the Gemara says, I'm sorry, V'nitshechu, V'naisi, Moser Pesach. No, the Gemara says, no, 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 what I mean is, listen, I was saying, on any given Yom Tiv, that's got to happen. Right? That definitely happens, where people lose their original carbon, and then they go ahead and they get a replacement animal, and then they offer up the replacement, and then they find the original. And the Gemara says, just look for that. So Gemara says, you're right, there's another issue. Elo mishum smicha. Both said, there's another issue of smicha. Why? Dilo Pesach lo bai smicha, vilo moser bai smicha. Because what's remembering in halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, the carbon Pesach does not require smicha, right? Which is the act of the owner is leaning on the carbon. Mosar does. So once again, you have a sacrificial distinction. So to go ahead and bring the Mosar as my Pesach Shani, because again, I'm not sure what my status of Pesach doesn't work. The Quran's are not similar. We'll say, so that's fine for men. What about for women? Because we also remember again, we Paskin, that women don't do smicha. So therefore, again, the inability to do smicha is not a problem. El Mishum Matanos. Rather, both say it's because of blood applications. Dilu Pesach Matana Achas Yushlam Shtaim. Because both say Pesach is one blood application, Shlamim is two. And therefore, Allah Chalamais, you can't really bring an animal. We'll say, remember again, you can't bring this animal with the Tanai that if I'm not Chayv in Pesach, it should be a Shlamim because the blood service is not the blood service of Shlamim. Shein Dalit. So the Gemara says, My Nafkamin of Hatanan. That's not such a problem, because again, remember, any time you have a blood application, as much as like, for example, Shlomim has two blood applications, which are four, technically speaking, if you were to go out and only do one blood application, you would be Yotzei. I'll tell you why you can't bring the animal Suffolk Pesach, Suffolk Shlamim. For another distinction, Pesach, the blood is poured on the Mizbeach. Remember, we saw this before. This is where the Gemara discussed the idea that there was a, there was a, a space between the ramp, right? The ramp and the top of the Mizbeach. So by Pesach, the blood is Port, right? Really, I'm going to call from, I don't like to do it. Right? It's, it's, right? It's port. The Shlamim Bizrika. Shlamim is sprinkled. It's sprinkled. So the Gemara says, my naf- So again, different blood services. So my naf- I mean, that doesn't really matter so much. says, but anything that was supposed to be done with Zrika, but instead it was done by Shvicha, Yoyotzei. So the Gemara says, one second. Ema de Kamina de Ovid, Lachatila Nami. So the Gemara says, one second. When we say that these things work, they work ex post facto. But you cannot structure a sacrificial service like this. Therefore, I will say, interestingly enough, 
Halacha Lamaisa. So I'll say, let's, let's go full circle. So the Gemara is saying over here, remember, that this all goes back to one case. Five of us, right, we, we all offered up our Kabbalahs together. And then again, taking Abaye's distinction, what happens? After the Zrika, after the Zrika was done, we find that there's a wart on one of the hides, which means out of the group of five, one person has not been Yotze his carbon Pesach. So the Gemara says, quoting Abaye, as long as this reality was discovered after Zrika, Everybody's Yotze and doesn't have to do a doesn't have to do a Pesach Shin. Now, of course, no one could eat their Pesach Rishon because there's a suffix, one of those animals, one of, one of those Kabbalah says puzzle. But Allah says everyone's Yotze and no one has to do Pesach Shin. To which the Gemara says that makes no sense. What do you mean everybody's Yotze? What do you mean everybody's Yotze? How can everybody's Yotze? We know for sure that one of the Kabbalah says puzzle. So, also, what does the Gemara essentially answer? You know why everybody's Yotze? You know everybody's Yotze? Why? Why? There's no other alternative. There is no other alternative. Most American, what the Gemara just showed is because pretty much the only other alternative is for everyone to offer a pace, everyone to offer a pace Hashemi, and that's simply impossible. There is no way halachically to construct that case. So because there's no way halachically to construct the case, therefore again, we just have to say, I guess everybody's Yotze Pesach Rishon, although no one's going to eat of their Pesach Rishon, but Allah Chalamaisi the Yotze. So i very interesting because I don't think it's too often that you find in Halacha where we say everyone is going to be Yotze because there's no other Halachic alternative. I mean, there is a Halachic alternative, which is what? What's the other Halachic alternative? Everyone's not Yotze. But that doesn't make sense either. Why? Because we know four out of the five are definitely Yotze. So to say no one's Yotze doesn't make sense. To say Pesach Sheni, you can't do it. So it's almost as if the Gemara says the only way for the Halacha to structure itself is to say everyone's Yotze, no one does Pesach Sheni, but no one can eat their Pesach Mishnah. Really a fascinating case. But we'll say great Mishnah. Homer Lebanov, a man says to his sons, Listen to his case. Our father says to his sons, Listen, here's the deal, boys. Whichever of you gets to Yushalayim first will be included as part of my Chabura on. So, really, what's happening? We can imagine the following scene. Father says to his sons, Whoever gets to the Seder first on Pesach night will be part of my Chabura for carbon Pesach. So the Gemara, well, so obviously, this is talking about what kind of children? Going back to yesterday's daf, adult children, right? Because obviously, minor children are automatically included. So, adult children, father says to his kids, whoever gets to Yushalayim first will be included as part of my Chavura. As soon as the first son gets to Yushalayim, and literally the majority of his body enters walls of Yushalayim, Zacha Bechalko, he gets his portion, Umezaka es Echav Imo. And ultimately, again, to when he acquires his portion, he acquires a portion for his brothers as well. So the Gemara says, what's going on over here? So I will say, remember, what this sounds like is, remember, when is the sun showing up? Sun showing up at night. So what the Father seems to be saying is, whoever goes out and shows up first, it's retroactively clarified that I had you in mind at the time of the Shechita. So obviously we hold the Breira. No, 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 no. This is a different case. Rabbi Yochanan says, this is not to be taken literally. This father had in mind all of his kids, right? In the Chabura. He had in mind all the kids. So what was he trying to do? He was trying to encourage them. 
for a little bit of zerizos, right? So he was trying, so what, he made it sound like their ability to partake of the Quran Pesach is going to be dependent on who gets to Yerushalayim first, but in reality, he's just giving them zeros, right? He's just giving them positive encouragement. Whoever gets there first, says, and the raya to this is, what does the Mishnah mean when it says, when the first brother gets there, he acquires his portion and the portion of all of his brothers? What, what, what does that mean? So I'll say, if you say that what the Mishnah means is like this, listen, the father really included all of his sons in the Chaburah from the beginning. From the beginning. So as soon as the first son gets there, you know, obviously everybody's part of the Chaburah. Ella. If you hold that the father did not include his sons, could people become part of the Chabura after Shechita? As well as we're going to see actually in the next Mishnah, the members of the Chabura could come and go, right? As long as it all happens before Shechita. So you see from here that this Mishnah, this father was not making a, a halachic statement. But rather, again, he was trying to encourage his sons to be Zoris. And he said, whoever gets there first is going to get a chilek. But in reality, he included all of his children as part of the Chabur. Taina, Rabbi, that supports this. I said, this is great. Maisa v'kid mubanos lebanim. That one time it happened that the daughters arrived for the Seder before the sons. Venim tzabanos zrizos ubanim shvelim. And it turned out that that year... Right, that year, the daughters were the alacritous ones, right, the Ezrizos, and the sons were a shtekel lazy. So, so again, the Mish- it's, it's interesting, by the way, that this is included here. It's interesting that this Mishnah is included because, again, it turns out that this is not a halacha at all, but rather, again, this is just a father engaging in positive courage, which I will say tells us something very important, the need for a parent to engage in positive encouragement. I will say, you know, in, in the chinuch of one's children, it is incredibly important to push one's children to accomplish great things. You know, there's this very, there's this very fine balance. Uh, no parent wants to be pushy, and no parent wants to be, you know, overly invasive in how they parent their child. But sometimes I will say we're too easy on our kids. Sometimes we're too relaxed with our kids, and sometimes we let everything slide. Parenting is this incredible dialectic, this incredible balance where if I don't push my child. To become something great, you know, I say, remember again, we're all made of matter. And the natural state of matter is to be at rest until acted upon. So my children, my children are not generally going to exhibit initiative to actualize their inner greatness. It is my job as a parent to act upon them and to push them, to encourage them to be Zaras, to encourage them to be Mitsuyanim, to encourage them to be great. You know, Alpidarkam, right? Every child according to his way. And a parent has to know how much they could push before it becomes too much. But this notion of, and I think you see more of kind of like letting kids do their own thing and they'll find their way. I think it's highly flawed chinuch. Highly flawed chinuch. We have to start when, when our children are young to push gently, encourage gently, to be able to actualize your greatness. Be mezares them. You're great. You're important. You have potential. And let me, as your parent, help you along in actualizing that. That's the halacha espoused in this Mishnah. The Gemara Mishnah goes, and I will say, let's go. The Yolam. I will say, so what's the halacha? You could have as big of a chabura as you want, as long as what? There is at least a kezayis of meat for every single person. Good. That's the halacha. So, so, or there's no cap 
on the size of the Chabura, as long as there is a Kezayis for every person. We'll just mention this. You can go ahead and join and withdraw from the Chabura until Shechita. So remember again, Shechita is the moment at which the Chabura is solidified. No one comes, no one goes. But up until Shechita, people could come, people could, people could be added and people could withdraw. Rabbi Shimon has an interesting Shita. Rabbi Shimon says, no, in fact, you could add and withdraw people from the Chabura until Zrika. So we'll say, so a fascinating Machlokis here. Essentially, at what point in time does the Chabura close? Tanakama is saying, Rabbi Shimon, Zrika. Says the Gemara, So we'll say, I don't understand. Why does the Mishnah have to say, or as well say, obviously the Chabura could be as big as you want, as long as there's a Kazai submit to everyone. But why, why does the Mishnah have to say that? So we'll say, what it means is as follows. Even if there's one Chabura, you could literally go ahead and go ahead and add another chabura. In other words, we both say that Allah the novelty, and we're going to see this. We're going to see this later on. That even if let's say this Pesach A started with chabura A, and all of the members of chabura A leave, and they're replaced with members of chabura B, Allah that's totally fine. So even if there's no remaining member of the original chabura, that's how much chabura turnover there is. That is absolutely fine. We're going to see later on that Rashi quotes the sheet of Rabbi Huda, who holds that Allah Chalamaisa, that's actually problematic, but the Mishnah is saying not like that. So remember again, the Tanakhama said that you can go ahead and join and withdraw from the Chabur and Tolotah Mishkita. So the Machlokis says how to withdraw from the Chabur. So the Rabbanan Sabah said that essentially the Pasuk says, when the Torah speaks about the Chabura, the Torah says you could form a Chabura as long as what? Mihios Misa. So the way the Rabbanon Darshan that phrase, Mihios Misa, Mihios As long as the Se is alive, the Chabura could be formed. So in other words, up until the time of Shechita, people could join and withdraw from the Chabura. Rabbi Shimon Savar, Rabbi Shimon says, means as long as the process or procedure of Seh is still going on, you could join or withdraw from the Chabura. So we'll say, how long is the procedure of the Seh going on for? Up until Zrika. It's interesting enough, they're both quoting the same passage, but dramatic Machlogas. Avalimanos, Rabbi say ultimately, again, I want to point out, Rabbi Shimon Shit Rabosai is only by what? Is only halacha lemaisa. The Gemara is going to suggest by withdrawing from the chabura. So Rabbi Shimon says you could withdraw from the chabura up until the time of zrika. However, avalimanos, but to become part of the chabura, divre hakol achiyishchat. Everyone agrees halacha lemaisa can only become part of the chabura up until shkita damakra bemechsas nefashas vahader tachosu. Rabosai, because the pasuk says the number of people, and then it says tachosu, and the Gemara will see will dash and tachosu actually means shkita. Time enough. Halacha lemaisa that supports this. Neinu no moshe nesedei mimeno achiyishchot. The rabbanon say that you can go ahead and become part of the draft from the chabura until the time of shkita. Rabbi Shimon Omer neinu no achiyishchot. Rabbi Shimon says it's true, you could become part of the Chabura only until Shrita. But you could withdraw up until the time of Zrika. We'll say we paskin like the Rabbanon, that Allah Shrita is is the, the, the solidification of the Chabura. So you could withdraw, you could join a Chabura up until Shrita, but once Shrita occurs, either you're locked out or you're locked in. 
but there's no change in the Chabura from the time of Shaitan on. We do not accept the position of Rabbi Shimon. Ahmed Beis, what's that Mishnah? This is a great case. Hamimana Imo. What's this? Such exciting Gemaras. It happens to be exciting. It's exciting when like you have like these uh, short Gemaras, short Mishnahs. So much happening over here. So Hamimana Imo Acha Bechalka. Boss, listen to this case. Listen to this. So now say, I'm part of a Chabura. Let's assume for a moment, by the way, we, we are all part of the same Chabura. So I have a portion. So we'll say, let's say all of us are part of the Chabura. So we know pretty much how much meat each of us are going to get. So let's say for argument's sake, the way we divvy up the meat is each of us are going to get two kizesim of meat. Fine. So I decide to go ahead and, you know what, invite my friend Ruvain to join me as part of my Chabura. And I do so without the consent of the rest of the Chabura. She says over here, below das Chabura. So we'll say, so again, this is obviously before Shechita. So before Shechita happens, we already to figure out amongst us, we're each going to have two kizesim of meat. I decided, you know what, I'm not going to eat two kizesim of Karam Pesach. So I say, you know what, Ruvain, come join me. You're, you're, you're my plus one. You're my companion pass, right, for, uh, for Karam Pesach. So come, come join me, right, and you can have one of my kizesim. So we'll say, but again, I didn't inform the Chabura. So, so listen to this, Aloha. So Hashem B'nei Chabura, Litein Es Shalom. Listen, Silver, you know what? Here's your two kizesim. You go eat with your friend over there. Right? Go, go eat with Ruvain. Right? We, we know that we're, not, we're not really interested in that. So go ahead. Here's, here, here's your, here's your Karban Beisach. Go ahead and eat somewhere else. We don't really want to eat with you. And I both say, this goes back to the second we had before. Remember, how do we paskin? We paskin that Karban Beisach can be eaten in two locations. Right? It's just, it's just what? One person can't eat in two locations. So remember again, we saw this already before. You could take the same carbon, divide it into two pieces, and two, two, or the group could splinter off into two chaburas, eating the same carbon in two places. It's just that one person can't eat in two bases. So we'll say, this is incredible halacha. So I invite an and one without notifying the chabura, without notifying the chabura. The chabura therefore has the right to say, take your meat, and you and your aunt one go eat somewhere else. We'll say now watch this. This is a great case. We'll say if let's say now this is not the end one, but let's say we're all the Chabura. And it turns out the Gemara says that one of the members of the Chabura, Yadav Echlanes Yafos, he has beautiful hands. Now we'll say, now what does that mean? One of the members of the Chabura has beautiful hands. We'll say, this is great. Look at Rashi Yadav Yafos. Lishna Ma'alya. One of the members of the Chabura eats ridiculously fast. Now I will say, so listen to this. This is so great. You can imagine for a moment that all of us are part of a Chabura. Okay, I will say, now comes Seder night. What happens? We're going, we're sitting together. Reuven is part of our Chabura. And Reuven is shoveling in the meat like no tomorrow. Like no tomorrow. And I will say, what happens? The Bnei Chabura, look at this. And I will say, remember again, obviously, the more he eats the less there is for everyone else. So one guy is just eating kenai nahara, at a much faster pace. So it's interesting. What, what do Chazal call it? They say a guy with beautiful hands. What does that mean he has beautiful hands? He's incredibly skilled at shoveling food into his, hand, into his mouth at a ridiculously fast pace. That's what's called Yor Eidav. So it's Lashon Ayis, Lashon Saginar. See if I mystic Lashon. So we'll say what happens. So we'll say, get ready for this. So we'll say, can we tell this guy, you know, it's Ruvain, 
This is ridiculous, right? Take your portion, because remember again, whenever you had a chabura, you knew how much meat everyone was going to get. Why don't you take your portion and go somewhere else? Just go somewhere else. So we'll say, first of all, say, isn't, isn't it incredible how it's such a most Sometimes in life, you know, we'll say, well, part of the essence of Pesach is achtos, right? Is unity. And how incredible it is that even the best laid plans for, for Jewish unity sometimes don't quite work. Right? So here again, it's beautiful. Pesach is fantastic. And we'll say, nothing ruins a Seder like a shoveler. Right? Nothing ruins the Seder like a guy who mamish yod of yafas. So can we go ahead and tell Ruvain, listen, Ruvain, why don't you take your portion? Have a good yantiv. You know, and, and go, go, go eat it somewhere else. Go eat it somewhere else. So what's the halacha? So mi aminon, matzi amaluhu. So we'll say, can Ruvain say back, matzi amaluhu, hachi kablisun, so we'll say, so listen, Kuruvein say, listen, you guys know me. I'm a shoveler. That, that's, that's what I am. You know me. I was like this in yeshiva. No one ever wanted to sit at the table with me, right? I was like this growing up. See, so you know, I was a shoveler. So you have to love me for who I am. You accepted me into the Chabura as a meat shoveler. And that's it. That's it. You are makabal me. No, Ruvein. The only reason you're a member of the Chabura is because remember, the goal is. We don't want any leftover. Rabbi, remember again, the goal is you want to make sure that you have a large enough chabura that there is nothing left of the current Pesach, right? That's the goal. I'm trying to avoid no, sir. So the only reason we invited you to be part of the chabura is let Akron to be beneficial. We did not go ahead and invite you to be part of the chabura because remember again, what's the concern over here? What's the concern with Ruvain the Shoveler? What's the concern? He's getting more than his portion, right? That's the concern. And I will say, by the way, that could have a lot of different concerns. Th- that could be, depending on how skilled he is, it could be that Mamma should leave someone else without a kizayas. So they say to Ruvain, listen, Ruvain, every person who is part of the Chabur is part of the Chabur to benefit the Chabur. So there's no nosar. At the rate you're going, you are a detriment. You are a detriment because Halacha Lamaisa, again, you may leave someone else without a kizayas. Therefore, again, I will say, so which one is it? So isn't this fascinating? Does Ruvain have the right to say, you know, listen, you know me, you know me. It's not like Panem Chadosh's Balakan. It's not a Mekachtos. This is my reputation. You knew it when you, when you invited me to be part of the Chabura. So you have to be Mekabal. That's it. Or can they say to Ruvain, no, you became part of the Chabura, so that there's no no, sir, but you have no right to put the rest of us at a disadvantage. So take your meat and go. So which one is it? So Tashma, Hamamanachir, Ingo Al Chalko, Rush Tabo say, remember, this is the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? If I invite a friend to join me as part of my Chabura, to share my portion. I will say now in my case, in my case, remember, I'm not inviting someone new to take an additional portion. I just happen to have a large portion of Karim Pesach. So I invite a friend to be part of my Chabura to share in my portion. <laughs> so what's the halacha? Rashoin b'nei Chabura litin lo so remember again, the Mishnah said, the Bnei Chabura have the right to say to me, listen, you take your portion, go eat with your, with your friend, and we're going to eat as our, as our own Chabura. So my time, what's the reason for this? So isn't this like a case of Yadayim Yafos? So what's the concern over here? So maybe the Bnei Chabura said, listen, we didn't, we didn't invite an extra guy. You invited Ruben, we didn't invite Ruben. Ruben sits down at the table, Who's to say Ruvain is going to be careful with just maintaining his particular portion? So because that, you know what, you and Ruvain, you guys, you guys go, you guys go. So the Gemara says, "Yadav Yafos, 
Matsi Amrluhu Kablisun Nehavi Haiki Yadav Yafos. So we'll say, but again, if you say in the case of Yadav Yafos, the guy's a bit, a bit gluttonous. So if you say that Halacha Lamaisa, he has a right to say to the Chabura, listen, you have to accept me as is. So in this case, when Halacha Lamaisa, I invite a companion to join me. So don't I, so don't I have a right to say, listen, you invited me. This is my portion. I'm not encroaching on anyone else's portion. I have the right to divide up my portion however I want to. To which the Gemara says, Amrilo, Deo's shiny. So we'll say, that actually, this is different. The Gemara says, Deo's shiny. If you look at Rashi, Deo's shiny. Ein b'nei chabura merutzin lios kol elo hadeos b'chabura. Some, Shemi akva le masuda v'lo mishum achili yisera. Ela afilu achli kula ela kechad gavra matzim akla. So let's listen to this. The Gemara says, there's something different over here. The b'nei chabura can say, listen, we're a chavra. We're a chabura. You invited Ruvain. We don't know Ruvain. We don't know Ruvain. So we don't want to have a soda with Ruvain. It's nothing against the guy. We just don't know him. What's the other The Chabura, the Pesach Seder, is an experience. So we wanted this experience to be a part of a particular Chavra. You invited someone new over here. We, we didn't sign up for that. So you want to go ahead. And we'll say, Rashi points out also, you know, what if Ruben is a really slow eater? You know, he's a really slow eater. And we want to kind of finish up. We want to wrap up the Seder. Or maybe he's going to say too many Divrei Torah. There's always that guy at the Seder, right? Who's got, a, you know, an encyclopedia to share at the Seder. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, there's not what we sign up for. We have a Chabura. That's, it's also, so interestingly enough, the Gemara says, it's possible that in the case of the Mishnah, this is not about quantity of food, right? Even if he's not going to eat more than his share, we don't want him as part of our Chabura. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but we're looking to create a particular type of experience. So the Gemara says, Inami, Again, it's possible that even if Ruhi is not going to eat any more of his portion, we don't want the stranger with us. We don't want the stranger with us. Again, we're having the Pesach Seder. We, want, we, we arranged a particular type of Chabura. Again, you know, we're not interested in someone new. So, we'll say, so the fundamental Shaila, therefore, still is when one of the members of the Chabura turns out to bring a certain type of behavior to the Chabura that no one expected, what's the halacha? Does the member of the Chabura have a right to say, listen, you have to be, accept me as I am, as I am, or do they have the right to say, no, we only included you as part of this Chabura for our benefit, but if you become a detriment, take your portion and go. That's the shayla. So Tashma, Sigmar says, let's try another, another attempt to solve this question. Tashma, if the Shamish was said this was the case a couple of Mishnahis ago, where we saw two Chaburas, two Chaburas, and what happened again? The Shamish was there serving both Chaburas. So Shamish Achal Kezayis Basar Tanur, if the Shamish ate a Kezayis, his Kezayis of Karim Pesach standing by the oven, if he's smart, he should eat his fill while he's standing there. Because we'll say, remember again, as we paskin, you can't eat carbon Pesach in two locations. You could split one carbon Pesach into two Chaburas, but you can't go ahead and eat one carbon in two locations. So the Gemara says, If the Bnei Chabura want to be nice to him, what can they do? They can go ahead and come to the Shamish and eat with him by the side of the oven. We'll say that indicates that's what? It's up to the Bnei Chabura to decide, do they want to join the Shamish or not? 
to which the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, name alohu ha-kablisun, why can't the Shaman say to them, listen guys, you included me as part of my Chabura, you know, my job is I have to stay by the stove, so since you included me as part of the Chabura, you have to come join me, shiny husband to because they can say back to the Shaman, ki kablinich, ki kablinich, ki kablinoch, adaita dinitrach, come on, so they can say to the Shamash, listen, when we included you as part of the Chabura, that's because we included you to serve us. There's a, there's a benefit to having a waiter as part of your Chabura. He can help serve. We included you to our benefit. We did not include you to our detriment. So Tashma, B'nei Chabura, Shayadav Sha'achim Hen Yafos. So we'll say, this is back to the Yadaim Yafos case. The guy who eats at, at an incredibly fast pace. So if one of the members of the Chabura Yadam Yafos, Rasha and Lomar Tochel Kichavit say, they could say to him, listen, take your portion and go. But we'll say, even in a non carbon Pesach case, let's hear the following situation. You have five people who make a Su'uda together. Rashi says over here, Sibolas, Ta'aroves Su'uda, Shakol Yemos Hashana. This is any time that five people, and five, five, is, five is a random number, any time that a group of people go ahead and get together to make a meal. So we'll say, anytime you have a joint meal, and one of the people, one of the people eats at a much faster pace than anyone else, and the rest of the members of the meal are, are nervous that there's not going to be enough food for them, they can tell that individual, listen, take your portion, and why don't you go? Take your portion and go. Shmamina. So the says, Shmamina. So we'll say, ultimately, again, what do you see from here? You see from here that halacha lamaisa, in any situation of a group meal, be it a karman pesach or just a stam group meal, when the group feels that one of the pers- one of the people eats much faster than everyone else and therefore may consume more than his share, they have the right to say to him, Tolchel kicha, take your share and go. Shmamina. Suppose you see from here that indeed that is the halacha. So the says, my vela od. What does it mean vela od when it said also including the case of the sibolas? Lomi by kamar. Lomi by pesach to make the amr lekikal v'nech letakoni zivicha. So I will say it goes without saying that you could go ahead and tell one person take your share and go by carbon because must remember again by carbon pesach the whole point of a chabura is to ensure that there's no nosar. So the point of the chabura is to be something beneficial to everyone involved. When one of the people's eating habits put the others at a disadvantage. They could tell him to take his portion and go. sibolas nami But we'll say, but even by by sibolas, which is just a meal of companionship, that's just the chaver getting together. I might have thought that because there's no halachic construct there, you can't tell one of the members to take his portion and go. The Gemara says, They could still say to him, even in a case of just a companionship meal, you're eating more than your share, take your portion and go. So both say, so again, what we see over here, we'll stop over here for today, we'll pick up with the Ike Hashem tomorrow, what we begin to see is this fascinating idea that in the construct of Karim Pesach Habura, when one of the members of the Chabura is consuming more than his share, they have the right to say to him, take your portion and go. Just a bit, but However, that's different than the case of the Mishnah. The case of the Mishnah is even if there's portion control, we'll call it, the members of the Chabura could tell me I invited my friend to share my portion, could tell me to take my portion and go, because also they don't want to have, they don't want to have Seder with this individual. So again, even for the Chabura, if they say, this is not a Chabura, this is not a Chabura, they could also give me my portion and tell me to go, to be continuing the Mir Hashem tomorrow.